0: Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim wa na ala rasulhil karim We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Continuing our exploration of the Quran, one juzah, one para at a time, one thirtieth at a time. We are now on juz 7. There we had no comments for Juz 6. So now we are on Juz 7. Okay. Okay. Um, ayah
1: 83. Oh, uh, Surah Ma'ida? Yes, yeah, Ma'ida. Okay, yeah. so. Um, it's saying that, mm-hmm. and if they hear what was brought down to the prophet, you'll see that their eyes will like, swell up with yep. tears. Um, so who is they?
0: So here, <clears throat> this is interesting, because first, um, in the context, it looks like it's speaking about people who self-identify as Christians okay, in the previous okay. ayah. Now, one of the big questions is, of the, the Jews and Christians at the time of the prophet, peace be upon him, you know who are the people today that are like those people? Because, for example, uh, this is the six hundred. So this is before the Catholic and the Orthodox Church split. This is before the Protestants come along, right? Um, and most of Judaism in America is Reform Judaism. And so, who are who in the modern times are we speaking about? I don't have an answer for that yet. I used to say that it was the Protestants only because. Protestants would call themselves many uh, many like non-denominational Protestants would just say we are Christians. Mm. Uh, but now I don't have an answer for that. Um, and likewise, people read Ayah 82 to say that, okay, you know beware of the Jews and then Christians are closest to us. If you look at Muslim history, uh, it's the reverse. Prior to the establishment of the State of Israel, Um, most of the battles that involved Muslims were wars with Christians, right? And, and often Muslim populations were giving protection to Jewish populations. Sometimes they were removing them. Uh, oftentimes they were, they were giving them protection. And so, uh, I don't know who this would apply to today unless we look at the descriptions about them. So what do you see, um, In Ayah 82, the people who are most in animosity will be those who are Yahud and those who associate others with Allah. Mm -hmm. So one attribute would be those who associate others with Allah, Mushrikeen. And then those who are closest in affection will be the ones who have priests and monks that are not arrogant. So that could be something to look for. Likewise, scholars who are not arrogant uh, might be the thing to look for. Thus, in Ayah 83, who's speaking? That would probably be the closest thing we can come I've definitely met people of belief who speak of Islam, at least to me, and I believe consistently with great respect. And I've definitely met people in the Christian community in particular, who this seems to describe. But, Elena's best. Um, I had 98. Can you
1: explain
0: it? 98. Okay, so we probably like shaking everybody who's listening because of my phone falling. Okay. So know that Allah A <laughs> Alam Anullaha Shadidulab. Well Anullaha Ghul Rahim. What would you like me to explain?
1: Because, um, okay. yeah, it Yeah he can be both and you'll see times where like an ayah at the end of the ayah will be like, oh he's a Rahful rahim and then at the end of the ayah it'll be like oh Shadow. Yeah. And here's so both. Yes, code so it's like can you just
0: well, I mean, for some people, he is severe in penalty. For some people, he is forgiving merciful. And how would he be uh, all of these for some people? All? Think? Yeah. Like for the
1: same person? Yeah. How? I don't know. That like, he'll punish you for the sins that you've committed. Okay. And then, like, he'll give you Jannah after you...
0: Perhaps, yeah. Or he'll punish you with less than what you earn. But you obviously have a deeper question.
1: Uh, okay, so you used to say that like Allah is to you the way you think of him. Yes. Okay, can you like can you elaborate on that? Because it's like So it's like if you fear his judgment and you're scared of him that he's gonna punish you, is it that oh he's gonna punish you? But it's like what if you like commit sins or whatever and you're like, oh Allah will forgive me because he's merciful? Mm-hmm. So because, you know, like, you'll see people, it's like, oh, you know, like, God is forgiving, God is all forgiving. So, like, you go on and, like, or, like, you'll commit a sin and you're like, oh, I'll repent later because God is forgiving. But it's like, is that how God is? Or it's like, oh, if you were, like, if you think that he's going to forgive you, then you can, like, you'll get away with any sin. And then if you're just scared of his judgment, mm-hmm. then you won't. So, how does it work?
0: Uh, on. One second, I got to respond to this. I'm sorry. Could you repeat what you just said? Sorry.
1: Um, I asked, because um, you said that like Allah is to you the way you think of Him. Yeah. So is it that, like for example, the people, like, there are some people where it's like they'll commit sins and they know it's wrong, but they're like oh, I'll just repent later, because Allah is all forgiving. Mm-hmm. So since they're viewing God as like all merciful, so they like, they'll Allah will just forgive them for the sins that they're planning on doing, just so because later they can seek forgiveness, and then the people mm-hmm. that are like. You'll see, like, the people that are, like, okay, like, terrified of the day of judgment or, like, Allah, or they think because, like, you know, Allah's going to punish them. So is it Allah's going to punish? So is it, like, Allah will judge you based on your actions or the way you think of him?
0: He is going to judge you on your actions, but your experience in dunya, uh, how you interpret what happens is is related to, um, um, uh, you know, what you think of Allah.
1: Okay, but then, for example, like, let's say you live in this dunya thinking, okay, Allah's all merciful. Yeah. But then, like, and the, on the day of judgment,
0: he's, he's yeah, yeah. That's uh, uh, the day of judgment. I mean, another way to think about this is that what you think of Allah will also affect your behavior. Okay, if you truly think of Allah as merciful, okay, if you honestly do, as opposed to I can get away with doing whatever I want, those are two different things. Okay, okay. Uh, if I think I can get away with doing whatever I want. Um, you're going to be really disappointed on the day of judgment, right? If, however, your view is um, that, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, If you see Allah truly as merciful, then everything that happens to you in dunya, you're going to see as merciful. And then after that, you're going to uh, hopefully then respond to his mercy with gratitude, right? See what I'm saying? Yeah. It should also affect your behavior. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, I have ten. Can you explain what
0: Ruh al Qudus exactly is? So al Qudus is basically that the, um, um, the uh, so it's often translated as Holy Spirit, uh, which is problematic. Um, because then it gets confused with the Holy Spirit in in Christianity, right? And so, so then the point is that um, it can be looked at as um, uh, like how would you literally translate ruh uh, ruh al qudus?
1: Ruh soul.
0: Yeah.
1: Al qudus. Isn't it like holy?
0: I mean, what else? Give me another word.
1: There's, this qudus it's like. Okay, but it's Quds, yeah, but yeah. Why is it called Al-Quds? Because it's it? oh, it's holy.
0: So, So it's like pure or sacred. Sanctified. So, imagine, if we said holy soul, sanctified soul, pure soul. Right? Interpreters often say that's Jibreel Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm, there you
1: go. So, basically saying that Jibril was just like accompanying. Say I said
0: that. It was being. He was reinforcing Islam in some way. I don't know.
1: Okay. Okay. So I have another question, and I I think that I like, kind of asked it last time we met, mm-hmm. but so basically, um. So Moses, Moses had so each prophet had a miracle. Mm-hmm. So it's like say that Musa had magic because at the time you know you like you, relate
0: to yeah. the
1: people, yeah. and then Prophet Isa had miracles as well. Yeah. And then even Prophet Muhammad had miracles during his time. Mm-hmm. But, but then like, so for us, mm-hmm. yeah, we have the Quran, mm-hmm. uh, but like, how is Tuesday, that? October 17th, 2017,
0: that 2, 2 p.m. So one way to think about how it relates to our generation is that at the time of, of Isa alayhislam, Musa alayhislam, maybe uh, magic was the big thing. Yeah. So what would you say is the big thing today?
1: Right now, right now? Like
0: technology. Okay, but what is it that leads to technology?
1: Communication? I don't know. This rational guy.
0: thought. The idea of, of, like, rational critique of everything. That's what science is built upon, and technology is built on that. And so, so basically, ideas. Ideas? Yeah, but like rational, a focus on rational ideas. Okay. Make
1: sense?
0: Yeah. So. So let's look around and saying, all right, come up with something better. Okay. At the time of the Prophet, peace upon him, they'd probably say come up with something better from a poetic perspective. Today, it would be come up with something better in terms of like, you know, depictions of reality. A rational depiction of reality.
1: So, how does, like, the Quran depict, depict, like, because, like, you'll see that most of the Quran is, like, just talking about people that just believed and believed, and, like, the children of Israel, and then Prophet Isa. hmm So, so a, a lot of it is, like, historical stories. So it's, like, how, what is the
0: rational... So, basically, like, of? you know, what is it taking, what, what do, why do people believe in what they believe? Right? And so, a big part of it is people will follow the people they follow. And, and, um... Uh, um, the, uh, um, uh, what else, um, that people will also, um, um, choose between, um, like, uh, you know, they'll choose based on emotions, they'll choose based on superstitions, and often they won't choose in terms of what's the most sensible approach. Right, over and people over again. People nowadays. Yeah. Okay. And over and over again, the Quran is saying, you know, don't do they not use their akal? And over and over again, the Quran is saying, you know, use your aqal. Okay. Right. See what I'm saying? And so those stories are examples of people and the different ways that they have gone astray. Okay. Um. The
1: people nowadays. They use rational thought, but they don't?
0: Meaning that's the dominant way that people are, uh, in theory, making decisions. Okay. And that's the way that the Quran is also prescribing. But, as we see, people make a lot of their decisions emotionally, too. But the key is, it's not based on miracles, right? It's not based on other things. Um, it's all this other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh,
1: 35, and Sudetani, Anam. Okay,
0: can you explain Willaw Sha Allah Al Huda? let me find the ayah in the context. What ayah? Ayah thirty-five
1: in
0: mm-hmm. For some reason my 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 computer is only typing caps and so it's uh, Hold on let me pause this. Okay, we're back. So, okay, widow shot Allah uh, Jamahum Al Okay, so what is your question? Um. This so is this is I think addressing um you know one of uh, the ongoing questions you have.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so if Allah wanted to. He would have guided everyone, and that was not his will. Okay. Which means that if he has guided you, take it uh, and respond to it with gratitude. Okay.
1: But then you can always be misguided after you have been guided.
0: And that becomes then, as far as your concerned, that becomes your choice. Okay. Meaning, if you are responding to his guidance with gratitude and such... You will not be misguided. I recognize this expression. I've seen this expression before. This, okay. (laughs)
1: I-61. huh.
0: Same sort of? Yes. Mm -hmm. Give me one second. Something really strange is happening with my computer. Okay.
1: Okay, I think this was in English when I looked at it, so now I don't know what my question was. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yes, it is. Okay, so Um, can you explain the um, the the guardian angels, like mm-hmm. what they do to us exactly? That uh, actually I don't
0: know. That's something I'd have to uh, I'd have to look up. Okay, so um, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Then, okay,
1: um, so last question then I ninety three. Okay, can you explain the different ways that you can be um, arrogant over the ayahs?
0: Let's see, I am 93.
1: Because like, you know, when you dis- disbelieve in the ayahs, it's not like, oh, this, this is, doesn't sound right, or mm-hmm. I can make up something better. So it's like, what is the actual form of arrogance that mm-hmm. like, takes place?
0: I mean, so at the core of arrogance, it means that you think you are smarter than the author of the Qur'an. That's what the core is. And then that leads you to behave in a couple of ways. Means you feel that you do not have to um, apply, you know, the Quran to you, but without giving a good reason, Uh, I mean, that would be it in a nutshell. So just think of all the different ways shaitan responds to Allah Ta'ala. And so, what is arrogance? It's an inflated sense of your own worth, kibar. And that usually translates with the Qur'an as you thinking that you know better than the author of the Qur'an. Okay. All right. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk wa akhiru da'wana anil rabbil alamin.